I'm fucking livid that we are stuck in the timeline where Alex Jones is right. Kind of works. Why aren't the Amish afraid of, of COVID? Because they don't have TVs. As I said, democracy is a system that reinforces authoritarian ideals. I hope I don't get canceled. Being a victim of a tragedy doesn't make you an expert in public policy. But, I mean, AOC is a drama queen and she's full of <laughs> shit. Remember, they lost the Afghan war 10 years ago. <laughs> you brought a freaking guillotine. They said, you don't get to tell us no, we're in the state health department, and I said, hell no. It wasn't making Christianity better, it was making rock worse. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck do you have on your face, Olivia? You want to make the world a better place? Have some babies, and raise them to not be stupid. I remember thinking, man, governments are not going to like this shit. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, activists, shit posters, and people of the internet, thank you for tuning into another episode of O'Donnell for Liberty. As always, I'm your host, Justin. Before we get started, just remember whatever platform you listen on, whether YouTube Live, Odyssey, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, or over on LRN.fm, you can help grow the show by liking, commenting, subscribing, and sharing with your friends. If you enjoy the content, you can go join our production team by visiting patreon.com slash O'Donnell for Liberty. Again, that's patreon.com slash O'Donnell. Donald, the number four liberty if you want to keep in touch between shows follow me on social media and join our community discord channel where you can chat with other friends of the show at any time all these links can be found in the description of the video or podcast you're listening to as well as on odonnellforliberty.com so check the description grab that link and give it a visit today first and foremost shout out to our sponsor snackswag.com where you can get all your favorite liberty merch including some awesome new hoodies to celebrate your favorite nascar driver just in time for colder weather to start creeping in so make sure you head on over to snackswag.com to pick up your merch today i've already got mine you should get yours tonight we're going to be talking about the weaponization of decency to justify the censorship of alternative and controversial opinions and how social media giants like meta facebook twitter youtube are inappropriately influencing the state of public discourse we're going to take questions tell us what you think in chat and give a big warm welcome to tonight's guest odyssey's community manager based drew hancock Drew, thanks for joining tonight. How are you? I'm pretty good. Can I just tell you that intro was awesome? So that a system is down guy made it. Uh, guy yep. who's way better at editing than anyone in the Libertarian <laughs> Party and completely outclassed him whenever he had to make that video. Did you actually have Gary Vaynerchuk on your show? Gary was one of my earlier guests. Gary's a great guy and a friend of mine. That's <laughs> awesome. So listen, like people like to make fun of Gary Vaynerchuk. I like Gary Vaynerchuk. Whenever I was a high school kid, he was all motivational for me. Like, that's great. And he's telling you advice like, hey, whenever you're in your early 20s, go for it. Don't play it safe. Great stuff. Uh, he's also he's easy to make fun of. Like uh, the Tiny Meat Gang guys, they have a thing called Gary V is Demented, which is very funny. Uh, so believe but it or not, anyway. I, I got linked up with Gary because I got in an argument and I was making fun of him on Twitter and he slid into my DMs to defend himself. Uh, I called him a low-rent hipster Tony Robbins. I mean, I can see that. That's, but uh, how do you go from that to, uh, yeah, I'll come on your show? So it turned out we had a lot in common. We both are huge into collectibles markets and crypto, and we started talking, and it, it really just turned out to me correcting him on crypto a lot because it was yeah. in his early days of his NFT stuff, and he was selling people what I called snake oil uh, with his NFT scams. And uh, he ended up changing a lot of what he was doing based on the feedback he got from me and my audience. 
um, with his new NFT game. And but yeah, no, he's coming back uh, probably next month as well to do a Q and A session. Oh, that's is he like because he's a businessman and you know he's all about this entrepreneurial stuff and into crypto. Is he like a secret and cap or anything like a Jack Dorsey or like? So he almost as a rule doesn't get into his personal politics and like where he lands on sides and elections and whatnot. But like if you go back and watch my episode with him, he does talk about how a lot of his like motivation in economics is influenced by the fact that he grew up in Soviet Russia. So he's like malice. Yeah, so he's just, it's more of an anti-communism kind of guy. I, I mean, listen, there's nothing, like, Ayn Rand was like that. There's nothing wrong with that. He's probably, I can, if he hasn't read The Fountainhead, he would love The Fountainhead. I'll tell him that. <laughs> I mean, it'd be better than Atlas Shrugged. I never read Atlas Shrugged. I read Fountainhead when I was 15 because they actually had it in my school library. And I was like, <laughs> oh, Ayn Rand, I know that name. Well, I probably called her Ayn Rand back then. I was like, oh, I know this. I should read it. And yeah, it's a great freaking book. Well, I mean, to touch on that, you say Gary, uh, Gary V kind of inspired you at a young age to like get up and go. Uh, you're, you're one of the younger people involved in the Liberty movement as so far as actually doing shit aside from just bitching on Twitter. Um, yeah. What is it you actually do? Like other than being my personal tech support guy at 2am for Odyssey, what is it you do? <laughs> Yeah, well, I do a lot of bitching on Twitter too, so don't no <laughs> one mistake that. Uh, I am your tech support guy, so I'll get a text at like four in the morning from Justin about his Odyssey channel, and he'll be like, "Hey, Drew, I need help with this. <laughs> I don't know what's going on." Uh, so I do a lot of that. So my title is community coordinator. That was my title whenever I was hired at Library, which now I'm not with Library anymore. I'm just an Odyssey employee. So uh, I don't know if. I don't really know what my title is. It probably still is like community coordinator or community manager. Um, but what that entails is I do everything regarding the English homepage. Um, so whenever you look at the English homepage, that is my work, not so much the coding, but what appears there, uh, the categories, all of this sort of stuff. Uh, you know, we have like funny little text at the top. I do those and, you know, it'll be like SpongeBob quotes sometime. Right now it's something like we prioritize creators, not corporations. Um, I do some of the social media, so like some of the Twitter, not all of it. That's kind of split between me and one other person. Uh, I do the Reddit. Um, I do our official channel posts. Uh, so I do a lot of stuff. And then there's like miscellaneous stuff. Like right now I'm working with a German guy. I'm putting together a German homepage for us. Um, so, yeah, there's just a buckshot of stuff that I'm involved in. But, and, and so that's kind of new, Odyssey not being part of library anymore. And it was new to me. And like, I don't know how how new it is, but it caught me off guard. And uh, shows you how little I pay attention. Um, I do another show every Monday night for the Free State Project where Jeremy Kaufman is my co-host. And during when I introduced him in a segment as the CEO of Library and Odyssey this week, that's when he told me he was no longer the CEO of Odyssey. I'm like, yeah. well, shows how much I've been paying attention. Yeah, well, we honestly, we kind of dropped the ball on that. So that happened maybe a month ago um to where our company split and we just announced it last week so that's partly our fault but yeah jeremy kaufman is no longer odyssey ceo he's just ceo of library um which that was always going to happen it's not like oh we kicked jeremy out that was just he was temporarily <laughs> the ceo of both and now he's just not so our new ceo is this guy julian chandra who uh, is really great um yeah well i mean it's kind of great that odyssey's gotten to the point where it can exist on its own without library yeah so, uh, yeah, I mean, we're doing uh, pretty good. We officially launched last December, so it's not even been a year yet. And, uh, yeah, we're doing. And how many average, good. like how many average daily videos are watched 
or daily uses of Odyssey would you estimate there are? Uh, I know monthly it ranges between like 30 and 40 million. Um, as far as daily, we have that stat. I don't know it off the top of my head. <laughs> so it's 30 to 40 million people a month going to Odyssey to use it like an alternative venue for their media because we are seeing things like YouTube just coming down. Videos are getting censored and demonetized. I've, I've had almost i went from being perfectly fine with no strikes to being almost entirely demonetized in a week because i mentioned let's go brandon on an episode uh and i had a video completely shadow banned on the free state project channel with almost ten thousand subscribers for making a joke about ivermectin in the first five minutes of a video i gotcha i mean yeah youtube <laughs> does that they suck yeah, and it's like oh, I'm looking at it like on my other channel, we're not even in it for monetization. We've got monetization turned off, and they're still not sharing our content. Yeah, but, well, that's something where like, uh, I mean, they do directly go after you for stuff like that. But mm -hmm. even if you just like at YouTube's algorithm, like they're giving preferential treatment to the corporate channels. That's why whenever you go to your homepage, it's a bunch of like Jimmy Kimmel, CNN, like all of this corporate crap. And they give them better ad rates. So where if you're like a normal creator, so like on my channel, I think my CPM is like $3 per thousand views. Uh, these corporate channels, they get upwards of $10 per thousand views. So everything is skewed. And I mean, you look at their content policies. It's not even like a left wing, right wing. I mean, it is kind of a left wing thing, but <laughs> it's more just trying to make everything like corporate and safe. So, like, if you look at some of the channels that, you know, we've brought on, like, one of my favorite ones are these guys, Cracker Milk. Uh, they do short sketches. I'm not a real libertarian, and neither are you, Reed. Uh, Cracker Milk, they do, like, short sketches that are all under 30 seconds. And they are all hilarious. I don't know what the cat is. Uh-oh. Uh You'll find out. My co-host at Forest Mommy loves way more than me. Yes. So... All right, there we go. Um, so they do like short sketches, but they're on the outs with YouTube too, just because, oh, they're kind of offensive and they're kind of edgy and they make, you know, risque jokes. Um, so yeah, it's not even a political thing. It's more about corporate versus everything else. Yeah, I mean, and that's wild because like video really is the medium that's getting the most out there. Like I, I look at YouTube and YouTube has always been the best way to reach people um, in any length or any medium, like whether short form videos, long form videos, full interviews or small documentaries, like YouTube has been historically the best way to get your content out there. Yeah. And they're making it so hard, like with the CPM rate, like to even just make your money back on production with a lot of this stuff. Whereas I look on the, the audio side, like I'll be straight up and honest, my audio, my audio CPM for this podcast is $15 um just for the audio good. downloads uh and that's only, that's just from one sponsorship from spotify but it, it blows my mind how quickly we're seeing people crushed and how we're not seeing everyone move over like we lost reed coverdale on twitter this month our rest in peace to reed really? we lost um I, I think my follower account goes down daily because more and more people are getting banned uh every time i, I see huge notifications on Twitter and YouTube of new follower, new follower, new follower, but the count keeps going down Yeah, as accounts are just nuked. But Odyssey, aside from some growing pains of new tech, isn't banning yeah. anybody. It's growing to adapt to anything that they can. Like every complaint I've had about Odyssey has been fixed within a week 
Um, probably because I reached it directly out to you or Jeremy to do it, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got the direct line. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what is like, what, what else is the selling point of Odyssey other than being the uncensored wild, wild west of alternative thought? Um, yeah. So that's not even our leading like sales point. So let me just say one thing. If you are a libertarian or a conservative or whatever, uh, go to a different platform than YouTube. Like, yeah, private boxcar. Go to a different platform than YouTube. And what I mean by that, stay on YouTube. I have my own channel on YouTube. But you should be backing everything up somewhere else. Like, eventually, if you get big enough, they're going to come after you. Uh, with Odyssey, the reason why you should do it with us is because we have a sync feature. So all you do when you sign up, you click sync. And everything that you have ever done or ever will do will automatically mirror to Odyssey. You don't have to do anything. So like, if you're watching this and you have a channel, uh, just do it. There's no reason not to. Um, but yeah, that's not even the censorship thing isn't even really our main selling point. And it isn't true that we haven't banned anyone. So we don't allow porn. We don't allow like spam. We don't allow doxing, um, stuff like that, uh, which, you know, I think that's still, I think we're still pretty much a free speech platform, but some people, and you've made points to this effect yourself, Justin will say <laughs> kind of hypocritical for a free speech platform to be a uh, banning porn. I mean, Come on, there there was a point where Pornhub was gonna be the next wild, wild west of media. Like libertarians yeah. before Odyssey was a thing, libertarians were talking about migrating all of our content over to Pornhub. I mean because they, got they the weren't structuring anything. Yeah. I mean, uh I mean, yeah, that probably would have been I don't know why we didn't do that. I mean, forget Odyssey, let's go to Pornhub. No. I think the first one to do it was FPS Russia. Um, when FPS Russia got banned off of YouTube for promoting gun violence by just blowing shit up in his backyard. Um, he uploaded all of his videos to Pornhub and they were so prolific and had such reach on Pornhub that Pornhub created a new category for him called gun porn. Nice. I mean, listen, like we're cool with Pornhub and we try to reach out to their people. We ran an ad campaign on Pornhub. Like we were running ads on Pornhub for a little while, uh, which, you know, that, that went fine. We didn't have a, <laughs> maybe our advert. I don't know. Maybe. It didn't quite work how we wanted it to, but you know, we did it and that's what matters. Um, so anyway, so we published a post last week, I think it was last Wednesday called why Odyssey exists. And uh, we wrote in that post that Odyssey, and this is also part of the library Odyssey split. So in that we basically explain, we don't exist to be a political platform. So Odyssey, like we have political creators, obviously, like you can look like this show is streaming on Odyssey. We have Stefan Molyneux and like all of these controversial people. Uh, but Odyssey doesn't, that's not the purpose of Odyssey. We're not trying to be like bit shoot where all the crazy political people come in. Like if they want to come in, you know what, come on in. We're not going to, we don't care. Uh, we're not like rumble where they are just straight up trying to get Sean Hannity and all of these right wing conservative corporate people. Uh, Odyssey just exists to be a place for independent creators, whatever way that manifests. So whether that is comedy channels who are alternative and edgy and YouTube doesn't like them, whether that is right wing creators who say stuff in their bedroom that uh, the corporate YouTube doesn't really like, or whether that's left wing people, because we have left wing people come over from YouTube who are getting censored. So that would be more like the Antifa, like, well, not really Antifa, but like the hardcore lefty, like Marxist people. Uh, who, you know, they are some of the biggest haters of corporate Democrats, the like Marxists um, and, you know, and comms. But so, I mean, that's the main thing with Odyssey. We do prioritize independent creators. And whereas you look at a platform like YouTube and you look at 
say, a creator we have that we embrace and we give them one-on-one -on -one support uh, and I'm constantly talking to them or whatever, uh, YouTube doesn't care about them. And this is something that I bring up to them. Like, hey, we're a platform. Like, we care. Like, I like your stuff. I wouldn't be talking to you if I didn't like your stuff. Uh, YouTube doesn't care about you. And they're going to promote corporate stuff over you. Uh, this is a place to where we embrace you and we love you. And you can tell your fans like, hey, this is the best platform to support me. You can go here. You can tip me on my page because Odyssey takes way less of a cut than YouTube does. Um, and I mean, we are going to start introducing things like ads and revenue sharing. So at a certain point, um, it's going to be to where even financially, like one person on Odyssey is worth more than one person on YouTube. Um, so at this point, I would say it's more about kind of our priorities, um, especially with smaller scale creators. Um, but yeah, did I, I forgot what the question even was. Well, I don't even know. It's just, you bring up a point to me, <laughs> like to, to your point of like prioritizing the creators and like not crushing people because of their things. I subscribe to very few channels on either Odyssey or YouTube. Like yeah. I have ones that I go looking for when I want to watch their content, but the ones I actually subscribe to and I want in my feed are very limited. And they on YouTube, it tends to be just strictly political stuff and a handful of Magic the Gathering channels or uh, gaming channels that I do watch. But when I go to my homepage on YouTube, I never see the content I actually subscribe to. It's yeah. always pushed content from major creators that are tangentially related to what they think I want to watch. But on Odyssey, I open it up, and the first thing I see every day is Eric July's newest video. Yeah. Who I'm subscribed to on both platforms, but I've never seen him promoted on YouTube. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, whenever you go to your homepage, the first section is your following. So all the channels yep. you follow, they're right there which is, uh, yeah, that's something that YouTube creators complain about. How come my subscribers are not being recommended my videos? Um, which there is a certain point for, like, if I'm subscribed to someone like David Pakman, or hang on, I don't want to name Pakman, <laughs> subscribed to someone on YouTube who I never watch, uh, then I get at a certain point why they would stop recommending me their videos. Like, okay, I guess Drew doesn't want to watch them even if he's subscribed. Uh, but still, there must be a reason I subscribe to him. So just keep it up there. Uh, whatever. And uh, yeah, I don't follow anyone either. So on Odyssey or YouTube. So uh, I don't miss any of your notif Like if I don't catch your stream, it's just because I'm not following you and I hate your stuff. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, and we are working on a recommendation system. So we hired a data scientist guy who uh, that's a specialty. And so he's kind of leading a team on building an actual recommendation system as opposed to kind of the duct tape and bailing wire type thing we got going on now. Um, so even the video recommendations, those should be getting better in the near future. I think that we're making a lot of progress on that. Yeah. And e even for the people who are uploading to both YouTube and Odyssey, like you've made it super easy to prioritize watching content on Odyssey if you want to, even when yeah. you're looking for it on YouTube. Like me, because I do so much with YouTube for work and some contracts that I work, I had to turn it off. Because uh, it was actually hindering my ability to do my job. But the Watch on Odyssey plugin for Firefox and Chrome uh, is great. Like if, I, if I'm if i watching a video on, for somebody who has an Odyssey channel, it will add just open it in Odyssey. Yes. So, uh, yeah, it's called Watch on Odyssey. It's on the Google Play Store and Fire. I don't know anything about Firefox, but, yeah, somewhere on Firefox. Um, and basically, so if you're on YouTube and you type in Justin O'Donnell and you click on one of Justin's videos, it'll automatically take you to the Odyssey version of that video. So if you're trying to 
like you still use YouTube for stuff, but you want to try to use Odyssey as much as you can, that's the way to do it. Because you can just use YouTube, and once you find something that's also an Odyssey, you can then watch it on Odyssey. Granted, it, it will interrupt your autoplay if you have a playlist going on YouTube. I didn't notice that much. Because um, it's not going to bring you back to YouTube. Because why would you? That'd just be bad business. Exactly. There you go. After you get taken to Odyssey, that should be a sign. Like, okay, I'm done with YouTube for the rest of it. Let me just go through Odyssey and see what they got. So, I mean, play the devil's advocate here from the inside. Like, what are the hangups that you think are keeping people from switching over to Odyssey that you're working um, on? So the number one thing is our lack of an Android app. So that's something that we need to get done. And that is probably the most common question I get is where is the Android app? Uh, and that's something that, yeah, we have a couple people working on now. So our iPhone app came out months ago. Uh, we had kind of two different teams, one working on the Android, one working on the iPhone. Uh, the people who got the iPhone app out months ago are now the ones working on the Android app. So that should be coming out soon. Uh, we have an alpha done for it. Like I have it on my phone. I have a Samsung Galaxy and I have the Odyssey app on my phone. But uh, yeah, it's not really in a state right now where it's ready to come out. Um, so that's probably the main thing. The other thing is obviously like video playback, um, speed, all of the like load times. No one wants to use a website that runs slow. And like that's something right. we get. Uh, yeah, if this is especially something with just like normal people, so not the political people. Uh, why would you use, why would you replace YouTube with a site that's slower? All you're doing is hurting yourself. Like, uh, hey, I just want to watch funny videos. Why should I do it on Odyssey if your site doesn't work as well? Um, so that's the main thing. So I think especially we want to work on our infrastructure and kind of get just everything faster and smoother. And uh, we've been pushing out a lot of new features lately. I think that with the Android app and with stuff like that, we are just going to focus more on the foundational things that, you know, you want to have worked out before people will start wanting to come to you, which, I mean, we've had plenty of success already. Uh, like I said, 30 to 40 million users, but uh, there's just more basic stuff that we need to kind of iron out. And I mean, for the most part, everything's fine. Like I'll use Odyssey and I won't have buffering. It mostly affects people in like rural areas or like, you know, Australia. I know it's kind of a little bit rough for the Aussies out there. Um, but yeah, so mostly just the basics. I, I mean, I feel like even the basic society, it's something that libertarians, especially people in this libertarian podcasting community and the libertarian media community should be prioritizing pushing because we're seeing things like Meta, Facebook, Twitter actually clamp down and try and control the narrative. Like, like how dangerous is it for like the availability of information, whether political or not? to be censored like we've seen that we've all read these books we've all read 1984 we've all read fahrenheit 451 and like nobody's realizing that we're living in it it's just corporate instead of government yeah and i mean um so with odyssey so part of odyssey and why odyssey was kind of created like another reason uh was really to spread the library protocol so like i don't want to get too much into the library stuff because that's not really my area but the library protocol you can have anything on there and like the library desktop app, say that, you know, Odyssey, say that we decide we don't want, you know, Justin O'Donnell on anymore. Um, all of Justin's stuff is still on library. You can still access everything on library. So even if Odyssey, like, you know, I get fired and like we get taken over by Chinese communists or something, everything that's been uploaded to Odyssey is still going to be accessible. Um, we're not going to be able to just memory hole everything, um, which of course, like, you know, that's not going to happen. But hypothetically, if it were to happen, 
there's that fail safe and that's part of why library backs us up. And that's part of why we're two separate companies because library can be a check on us. Well, what um, if the SEC shuts down library? Uh, well, you know what? I think that we are going to win the case. Otherwise, I I don't have anything to say about the SEC case without another person present with me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Odyssey is going to be fine, like no matter what. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a library stuff. And I say that Odyssey, we don't allow porn and all of these things. Uh, library is where library is. Their main focus is the anti-censorship stuff. And like that is their purpose. That is why library exists for people to be able to send information back and forth to each other uh, without a third party. Um, so even if you're using Odyssey and not library, you're still helping that goal. Um, even if Odyssey's main mission isn't the anti-censorship stuff, that's a nest, that's part of our vision for the website. Um, and it's more of a benefit to it. So if you look at old YouTube, like 2005 YouTube, or not even 2005 YouTube, like 2010 YouTube, uh, YouTube's main purpose wasn't free speech. Like they weren't a free speech platform, but still you go on there and it's like, oh, I can watch Stefan Molyneux. I can watch Owen Benjamin. He said Owen Benjamin wasn't crazy back then, but uh, I can watch like Nazi stuff. And uh, that wasn't YouTube's purpose, but still you could find all of that stuff there. Um, and that's kind of what Odyssey is, except unlike YouTube, we're not going to, you know, forget what made us great and go in this weird corporate direction. Um, so yes, yeah, so even if I say like, oh, we're not an anything goes platform, uh, that may not well, be our main purpose. Platform. Yeah, most things go, and I mean that's a necessary benefit of using our platform. Like if we're going to prioritize independent creators, that would be completely against our mission if we all of a sudden started going after people that we don't like. Right, and it's not even just independent creators on Odyssey. Occasionally, when I get into like a playlist and just let things go, I'll get like an OAN news broadcast. Yeah, I mean, listen, we have the White House channel on. Like, we have the American federal government is on our platform. Now, did you guys set that up for them, or did they go ahead and set it up themselves? That was there whenever I first joined, so I did not know the answer to that question. Because, I, I mean, I imagine there's some White House intern whose whole job is to make sure their videos are everywhere. Um, but, like, I can imagine, like, I can't imagine the Biden White House putting their videos on Rumble. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair... I mean, listen, so the uh, White House, they are a stakeholder in LBC. So, like, it is in their best interest for this SEC <laughs> thing. Like, they're going to want the uh, library to be just fine. Yeah, I, I mean, speaking of Rumble, though, um, somebody who's out there actually advertising themselves as the free speech platform... Yeah, they're full of shit. Um, the, yeah. Don't their terms and conditions prohibit you from even complaining about Rumble? Yeah, so there's one section of a, uh, it's like their live chat rules or whatever. You can't disparage Rumble or any user of the Rumble service. Um, and so here's the difference between Odyssey and Rumble. Uh, Rumble is pitching themselves as like, hey, we're a free speech, like we're for open and independent thought. But uh, yeah, their restrictions are, you know, they don't allow porn. They don't allow uh, hate speech against protected categories. Um, all that they are pulling on and all of their creators, if you look, are just right-wing basic like corporate channels. Um, and I keep using that word corporate, but you know what I mean, like the Fox News stuff, stuff what? that your average Fox News viewer who doesn't watch Tucker Carlson uh, would probably enjoy. Which, I mean, that's fine. Like if they want to be Republican tube, that's great. Uh, you're not going to take out YouTube and be a YouTube alternative, which I don't even like calling Odyssey that, but uh, we'll just go with that word for lack of a better term. 
uh, you're not going to be a YouTube alternative. You're not going to take out YouTube by just being a Republican platform and just like, oh, we're for Republican content. And that's what Rumble is for. Uh, and you look at Odyssey and you look at our homepage, we have a lot more than just right-wing content. On our homepage, I mean, you look, you see some ordinary gamers, you see Cracker Milk, you see uh, William Maranchi is a guy that I really like. You see all of this just normal, like, comedy, music, sketches, animation. That is what I think gives Odyssey an edge over Rumble. Because whenever you're, po like, if you did this podcast to Rumble, you would only be talking to Republicans. And, like, if you're a Republican on Rumble, you're only talking to other Republicans, which, like, yeah, there's a use for that. I mean, I love my echo chambers, too. But if you're on Odyssey, you actually have a chance of reaching people outside who don't already agree with you. Like how on YouTube, if you're uploading libertarian content on YouTube, there's a pretty good chance that a normie can find your video. Uh, with Odyssey and with us having this diverse content, which, like I said, just go to our homepage. Um, we have an insane amount of diversity, especially for a YouTube alternative. Um you actually have a chance of reaching people outside who don't just agree with you. And I think that is one of our biggest benefits, especially if you're a political creator, why you should come to us as opposed to rumble. Cause yeah. Uh, you almost have convinced me to see how long it would take me to get kicked off of rumble. <laughs> but I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not sure I'm willing to go through the effort of setting up a platform to talk to people who, um, Listen, I'm not going to say January 6th was an insurrection or the worst thing to ever happen in history, but I feel like the kind of people that are on Rumble are the kind of people who uh, don't think it went far enough. I mean, I think I should just keep my mouth shut on a <laughs> January 6th, if I'm being honest. I'll be the first to say it didn't go far enough, but I, I think we have, me and the people on Rumble have different opinions of where it should have gone. Yeah. So whenever I, uh, yeah, that's a good, yeah, uh, we can leave it at that. Whenever I was, whenever January 6th was happening, I was still working in banking. So I worked, uh, at a bank where, uh, before I worked Odyssey and it was so funny because everyone that day was like, Oh my God, these crazy Trump supporters, like this is just the worst thing to ever happen. And I was like live tweeting the whole day about how awesome it was. And like <laughs> all tweets, which I have deleted now because I don't want to get suspended. But, uh, yeah, I was, a, uh, I was, Pretty, that was a pretty good day. Well, I haven't deleted that. a single tweet from that day. And I went into that day, like I woke up, went over to hang out with some friends and I walk into the basement and the TV's on and they're showing the riot. And I'm like, what's going on? Like people are rioting and they're taking the Capitol building. I'm like, that's fucking amazing. I go on Twitter and then the news is like, Donald Trump has been suspended from Twitter. I'm like, for what? And I yeah. find the video that Trump got kicked off of Twitter for. I'm like, that's what got him kicked off? I'm like, how low is the bar nowadays? Because it was like it was a video of him saying, everybody, be peaceful, be calm, go home. And I'm like, I'm going to find where the bar is. Like, I'm going to get kicked off of Twitter today, and I'm going to figure out how to do it. And so, like, I was tweeting, like, I was tagging people that were identifying as there. I'm like, burn it down. Like, take hostages. Like, like I was yeah. going off the rails, encouraging people to do, like, the worst and, like, not leave a single stone unburned in the Capitol. And I didn't, not only didn't get kicked off, I got a blue check mark. Yeah. I mean, listen, there you go. I mean, that was an awesome day for Odyssey because uh, you had YouTube and all these big tech platforms cracked on literally anything that they saw that uh, went against the narrative. Like Ford Fisher, all he did, he's a journalist for anyone who doesn't know. All he did was record footage of some of the protests and of Nick Fuentes there he didn't editorialize and because he didn't editorialize and, you know, talk over the footage and talk about how bad it was, 
they took down his content from YouTube. And uh, now, of course, it's available on an Odyssey if anyone wants to see that footage. Um, but just stuff like that, like, in a way, YouTube and Facebook, they're some of our, like, best advertisers. It's kind of like how <laughs> Nick Sarawak was great for the Mises Caucus. Like, uh, all you guys are doing is driving people towards us, which, um, you know, I feel bad for everyone on YouTube who's getting censored. But at the same time, like, you know, come home. Right, and if those of you are watching this on YouTube, there is a link in the description to head right over to my Odyssey channel. I have this set up as a live stream in this mirror on Odyssey as well, and you can watch right there if you have an account. And everyone should have an account on Odyssey. Exactly. Like, uh, yeah, and make sure you put somewhere in your description, like, hey, Drew sent me here so that uh, I can show that to, you know, people I need to show <laughs> it to. <laughs> right, Drew is technically on the clock right now. <laughs> I am always on the no. clock whenever I'm helping Justin. <laughs> uh, for, to be fair, my sleep schedule is not normal, and I'm usually trying to do stuff at four in the morning. And uh, I, I think that is kind of a privilege. See, once upon a time, I was complaining to Jeremy Kaufman about features on Odyssey while we were playing a game of Magic the Gathering at a friend's house. And he says, and like I thought he was going to be pissed because I'm like, no, like the app sucks. Like Here's all my problems with it. Yeah. And, and he starts taking notes. And he's like, that's good. We practice complaint-driven development. I'm like, now you're never going to hear the end of it. Yeah. No, like <laughs> uh, our iPhone app, my dad, whenever I first got it, he downloaded the iPhone app and he was telling me about like, oh, this sucks and blah, blah, blah. And all of that. I shouldn't say blah, 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 because most of the criticisms were true. And uh, now I have an iPhone as well now, uh, like along with, I because people are going to say like, oh, that's not true. Because I have a Samsung and I have an iPhone. Um, So on my iPhone, I have the Odyssey app. And uh, yeah, it's freaking great. Like I was, I was expecting it to be a train wreck, but yeah, it's great. Like I guess we worked out most of the kinks with it. Uh, there was a period where we got in a little bit of trouble with Apple because we forgot to filter out porn from the iPhone app. So uh, that was kind of an ordeal we had to go through. But for the most part, like yeah, it's been great. And uh, specifically the... on the iPhone app was the only place you could get porn on Odyssey. Uh, yes, or if you had a direct URLs for it. But that was like, a, I think, like a couple weeks where uh, there was some bug where like the stuff stopped getting filtered. So, yeah, I mean, we basically uh, we were pretty good website for a little time there. <laughs> almost uncensored. <laughs> yeah, Odyssey, almost uncensored. That's when we got that 18 plus rating. You got to have your parents permission to sign into Odyssey. Well, that just makes it more enticing. Exactly. That's like the parental advisory sticker on like a you know, heavy metal CD that just makes the kids want to get it. Like I would do that whenever I was a kid, I would see like music that my dad bought on iTunes and I would see like, Oh, the E symbol next to it. It's explicit. I better listen to that one. So, so how do we go about getting like things that'll attract all of the masses of normies over onto alternative platforms like Odyssey? Like how do we get the NFL to stream a game to Odyssey? Uh, so NFL is probably that one is probably out of our budget. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so I mean a lot of the work YouTube is doing for us like I said so some ordinary gamers we got him on because YouTube took down one of his streams um, so I mean they're doing a lot of work for us I think part of it is just developing, developing a good product um, so if we can match YouTube in terms of like usability and accessibility and all of these things uh, I think just that by itself would go a long way a lot of it too is monetization um, and let me also say a lot of it is creator driven so uh, people want to go to wherever their favorite creator is. And so I think that a lot of the features and stuff we have to add is related to attracting more creators. 
So that's why we're doing things like revenue sharing with advertisements. That's why we're doing these cash tipping and live streaming and all of these things. Um, it's so that we can outcompete YouTube in terms of attracting creators, especially if we're trying to go to independent creators and say, hey, we value you more than YouTube does and we want you here. Um, that's the main thing. And I think once you attract them, then their audiences follow, especially like we have success with this where we'll bring someone over and they'll say, hey, Odyssey is the best place to support me. So kind of like how Malice, he says, yep. hey, Locals, my local site, that's the best place to support me. And then all of a sudden, Locals gets 20,000 more users from his fans going there. Um, so I think that's the main thing. We just want to build in a way to attract creators. So, I mean, how do you do That's almost like a chicken and egg problem. Like you want to attract oh, creators, gotcha. but creators want to go where the audience is. Uh, I mean, that's partly true a lot of it yep. is people carving out their own niche if that makes sense right. so uh one of the first channels i talked to after i started working at odyssey was this channel hammy and olivia and they just make dog videos like uh they got a couple corgis and you know i love corgis so i was like hey guys want to hop on odyssey real quick <laughs> and uh they brought a lot of their own fans on and they kind of created their own audience like they brought a portion of their audi audience to odyssey and then as well you get an inflow of existing people who are already on odyssey and you see this so i think salty cracker is the biggest example of this um i don't know if you know salty cracker he's a right-wing political streamer um he i think if he hasn't passed a hundred thousand followers on odyssey yet he's probably a, like right about to um he does it to where you know he does i think two exclusive odyssey streams a week and he mentions Odyssey in every video, and he puts Odyssey in all his descriptions. And yeah, he's gotten a huge portion of his fan base into Odyssey. And you see people comment on videos like Salty Army, and like uh, they reply to us a lot with that, like, hey, I'm part of the Salty Army. And you see <laughs> usernames of people with like, you know, Salty something or other. Um, so he brought all of his fans over. And I think there is a big portion, there is a lot of reason for people to do that because you kind of establish a foothold for yourself on this platform. But you look a year ago, you know, we had not nearly as many users as we have now. We got a portion of it from libraries. I think we got like 10 million whenever Odyssey started, uh, something like that. But you look at it. So a good video a year ago or uh, whenever we started, which hasn't even been a year yet, a good video would get, you know, 100, 200 views. Um, now we've had videos break into six figures. We regularly see videos break five figures. Um, so it is just something to where you want to be in early because i mean odyssey is going to continue to grow if you establish yourself as one of these new channels and you establish a base for yourself on the platform you're going to grow with it and we have had channels to where they join and they weren't very big on youtube and they get bigger on odyssey than they were on youtube um and we have a few channels like that one of my favorite is this girl little apostate uh she's on twitter and uh yeah she has more followers on odyssey than she gets on youtube and uh, she has done very well on our platform, and she does great stuff. Everyone go follow her. Um, so there is that incentive. With big creators, it is hard because, you know, they say, hey, I'm making a million dollars on YouTube every year. Why should I come to Odyssey? And within there, it is kind of like a, that's, you know, that's a pretty good point. Uh, <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, yeah, like, you know, I understand that. But, uh, I mean, we still get them. We have some ordinary gamers. We have Emperor Lemon. Uh, we have, you know, Veritasium. So, I mean, there still is that argument to be made. And you'd be surprised whenever you talk to creators. So I'll talk to creators to where they don't make political content. 
like uh they're just whatever they're just random dudes making you know dog videos or whatever um and then you talk to him and they're like oh yeah i'm really into crypto and then they join odyssey because they're interested in lbc or they're like yeah you know i don't really talk about politics but i am like a right-wing guy and then like and then they join because of that so i mean there is a lot of that you'd be surprised how often that happens uh, I hear a lot of, yeah, you know, I'm a libertarian, which I don't know if you know what libertarians are. But... <laughs> well, let me, you're telling me, tell you, sir, you're not a real libertarian. <laughs> I mean, according to Reed, I guess not. But uh, yes, I mean, there's all sorts of things. I think the main thing for us is the monetization aspect of it. Because obviously we can't compete with YouTube in terms of viewers. Like if you're someone getting millions of views on YouTube, we can't compete with that. Uh, what we can do is do it per capita. So like if you have a thousand people on Odyssey versus a thousand people on YouTube, we want the thousand people on Odyssey to be worth more than the thousand people on YouTube. And then the creators are encouraged, they're incentivized to bring those users over to Odyssey. So now, yeah. I will say I have about 10 times the following on YouTube that I do on Odyssey. And I get about five times as many views on every video as on YouTube as I do on Odyssey. But as far as engagement from the viewers goes, every single video of mine on Odyssey will end up having five, ten comments and interactions and everyone's involved and arguing or usually people picking fights in the comments over something my guest said. Um, whereas on YouTube, people will watch, just thumbs up and move on. Yeah. It's definitely a different audience. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it definitely is a different audience. Um, I would say, like, yeah, we got our users are a little bit different than the average YouTuber, YouTube user. Uh, YouTube user, you know, you got all the normies, as they call them. Odyssey's a little bit more diverse. Uh, but yeah, I mean, YouTube, I would say, still probably is like the best place for people to grow and build an audience. Like, I don't think there's any disputing that. Uh, you look at the biggest people on Twitter, how many followers do they have? Like a couple million. Uh, I know that the president, you know, has like 50 million or whatever, that account. Uh, but you look at YouTube and yeah, there are a lot of channels. Like there are more channels than I can count with over a million subscribers. Like it is a great place to grow. Um, if you are one of the people who they're okay with, which, you know, that is a constantly changing list. So yeah, if you're a creator, uh, I don't care if you're still on YouTube, I'm still on YouTube. Like use YouTube to grow your brand. Uh, where we kind of want to take it is to where like with Patreon, Patreon doesn't care if people are on YouTube that helps Patreon. Because someone grows big on YouTube and then they send people over to their Patreon. Uh, ideally, especially until we surpass YouTube, which, you know, is a dream at this point. Um, ideally, we would be the place to where YouTube, people grow their places, grow their audience there, and then they send people over to Odyssey. Like, I think that would be a great spot to be in. And that's kind of what we're encouraging with the whole YouTube sync and everything. I mean, you're definitely seeing that with more of the libertarian in the podcast sphere now because YouTube has been going hard at us. And yeah. like I've been demonetized. Most of my videos have been demonetized. Nothing's been taken down. Just I'm told I'm not eligible for monetization. Um, Tower Gang has started to have videos just straight up taken down. Yeah, I see and that. like not getting demonetized, but just not to, not able to publish and suspended for a week. So now they have Odyssey exclusive videos because YouTube wouldn't let them stream. Yep. And, uh, you know, I am a former guest of Tower Gang and I'm friends with all those dudes. So, uh, yeah, follow T Tower Gang on Odyssey. Forget YouTube. <laughs> on an Odyssey, you can say all sorts of vile things in the comments. Not that I encourage such behavior, but, you know, uh, make make any kind of tower you want in their live chat.
<laughs> uh, don't if you encourage them, they'll do it. And if you, even if I them. don't encourage them, they'll do it. <laughs> um, all right. I mean, moving on from that, there is one thing I've desperately wanted to ask you for yep. a while. How the hell can you be a Kansas City Chiefs fan? Uh, it's one of those things to where I have been a Kansas City Chiefs fan since I was 11. So the first game I went to, I was seven. They played the Minnesota Vikings. They won, I believe, 13 to 10. Uh, and, you know, it was great. Um, I don't remember that much about it, except that at the end, everyone was, you know, yelling really loud and I was kind of scared. Um, the next game I went to was against Baltimore in, in January of 2011. It was following the 2010 season. It was in the playoffs. Uh, the Chiefs went up in that game seven to three. They led most of the first half. They blew it like right before halftime and they were down 10, seven going to halftime final score of that game was 30 to seven. And it was terrible. Uh, next game. I went to see them play against the bills uh, home opener next year against Buffalo. Uh, final score of that game was 41 to seven bills. Another blowout. The next year though, I went and saw them home opener again against the Atlanta Falcons. The halftime score of that game. Well, I'll tell you how the scoring went. So the Falcons scored a touchdown chiefs answer with a field goal. Falcons field goal, Chiefs touchdown. So you got a 10-10 game. Uh, then Atlanta scores a touchdown. Chiefs score a touchdown, 17-17. Atlanta kicks a field goal going in halftime, 20-17. That first half of football, whenever the Chiefs were competitive, was like one of the most fun experiences of my like life to that point of watching the Chiefs go toe-to-toe -to -toe with a really good team. The Falcons ended up going to the NFC Championship that year. Uh, final score of that game was 40-24, to and the Falcons just completely destroyed them in the second half. But uh, ever since then, I would say I've been a Chiefs fan. And that was the year the Chiefs went 2-14. and 14. Uh, Jovan Belcher killed himself and his girlfriend. So uh, not the best year. But, uh, you know, and then the very next year, they got Andy Reid and Alex Smith, and it's all been rainbows and sunshine since then. Until this year. Well, I mean, you know what? <laughs> Listen, here's the thing. They're going to finish. What's the record? They're 4-4. Four and four. They're going to finish 13-4. and four. <laughs> uh, they're going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, listen, they've been good since I've been a fan for the most part, but I mean, we've still had some rough patches. Like there was a game against the Colts in the playoffs where they were up 38 to 10 and they blew it. They lost 45 to 44. Uh, there was a game against Pittsburgh where they were up or no, they scored two touchdowns. Pittsburgh scored zero touchdowns and Pittsburgh won. There was a uh, game against can, Tampa Bay last year. Yeah. You know, whatever that, I don't even, yeah, nothing. Yeah. You know, whatever. <laughs> Uh, they blew a they blew a twenty one to three lead against Tennessee at home, which that was a game Tennessee shouldn't have even made the playoffs. My dad and I were celebrating whenever, like, oh, we get to play Tennessee in the first round. They're so bad, and then they freaking beat the Chiefs. Uh, you know, it's been kind of rough. There was the D Ford offsides game where they lost thirty seven thirty one to New England. Will you stay a Kansas City Chiefs fan when the woke mob inevitably forces them to change their name? Uh, that's a very good question. I don't see that happening, at least not anytime in the near future. Because, I mean, with Redskins, like, you can make the argument, like, okay, Redskin, like, whatever. Like, uh, all of their fans, all the Redskins fans, because I look at their subreddit, and Reddit is, like, the most lefty place on the internet. Uh, all of their fans are mad about that. And uh, talking about how, like, no, the Indians are not Indian. The Native Americans loved us and they had no problem with it and blah 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 and i don't think anyone had any problem with it uh but with that you can say like okay red skin like whatever with chief like it's a show of respect unless we're just saying that oh making any reference to native american imagery is a cultural appropriation and mocking them or whatever well i think you um, hit the nail on the head there 
That's yeah, what well, they're going to say it is. I can, I can see the Tomahawk chop going away, but I don't see the name Chiefs going away. At the very least, they'll keep the name Chiefs and like change the mascot and the logo, but I don't think Chiefs is going anywhere. So, I mean, I didn't expect the Cleveland Indians to fall to it. Well, you know, Indians, like that's been an un-PC term for a while. What did they change their name to? I know it was really stupid. The Guardians? Oh, yeah, that's awful. Terrible. Right. There were so many great names they could have picked for the Cleveland baseball team. Well, they went with Cleveland baseball team for a year, which was ridiculous. At least the the Redskins are sticking to base uh, to football team out of spite because they're yeah, forced to change exactly. their name. Like they're refusing <laughs> to pick a new name. Um, but like Cleveland went with baseball team while they figured out a new name. They went with Guardians, and now they're being sued by a roller derby team named the Cleveland Guardians for stealing their IP. Oh, geez. I mean, you know what? That's what uh, you get, Cleveland. Sorry about you. I mean, I, gonna... I, I had joked that Cleveland had like the greatest opportunity to pick an actual good name that was relevant to the city of Cleveland. They could have gone with the Cleveland Spiders, which was an old school uh, Negro League team. If they wanted to do an homage to something historical, they could have gone with uh, the Cleveland Lakers, which would have made sense. They could have gone with the Cleveland Steamers, which would have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, there was a, there was a football game on my iPhone that I used to play and it was like an arcade football game. And one of the team names was the Cleveland steamers. So like, you know what they, uh, that iPhone app probably could have sued them too. (laughs) I would love to see a lawsuit with people arguing over the name Cleveland steamer. I mean, that would be, I mean, that's like Bart Simpson stuff, you know, like probably the Simpsons could jump in on there. The, uh, the guys who did the two bar tapes, they could probably jump in on there. All right. And okay. Well, in the same vein, if you don't think the Chiefs are going to get the ban hammer, aside from Reed Coverdale, what has been the most egregious banning you've seen on Twitter? Oh, goodness. Um, I don't even know. There's been so many that I can't even keep track of them. I think Neocon Remover, he's gone, but I think that he deleted his account. Uh, Popo got banned for, you know, sending a picture of his balls to a journalist. Uh, I don't know. I can't even really think of anything. Unicorn. You gotta go the Jeremy route. You just tell the journalist to suck your balls, and it's fine. You can't send them a picture. I mean, that's how uh, that's our game plan at Odyssey. Like we've had hit pieces written about us about how we're a Nazi website. Uh, yeah, we don't talk to like we'll tell them to suck our dick. Jeremy's told journalists on Twitter, "Hey, suck my dick." Uh, I would probably yeah, I'd probably say the same thing. Suck my dick. Um, I can't think of. There was know. an article written about LPNH here in a local paper and said, when we reached out to Jeremy Kaufman for comment, he responded with, tell your whole staff to suck my balls. Yeah, that yeah, that's great. That's why uh, Jeremy's awesome. I don't know. Nick Ashley got banned, I think, just for calling someone a bitch. That was pretty ridiculous. Um, I don't know. I can't think of a specific one. They're, they're all bad. I'm against all of them. That's my stance. All I know is, like, so how do we get, like, how, how, how do we get Odyssey's next step to be to replace Twitter, then? I mean, we got to work on that somehow. I don't know. I mean, Gab likes us, so, you know, use Gab. Uh, we, I, we need a censorship-free Twitter because Twitter hasn't been the same since Donald Trump got the axe. Exactly. That's a fair point. I will say, so Locals, they just got bought out by Rumble. I love Locals. Like, Locals is a great platform. It's a shame that they got that they sold out to a Republican, corporate Republican tube. But uh, Locals is a great platform. Follow Malice on Locals. If anyone, I know Carlin Borisenko is on Locals. You know, there's a bunch of people. So I like Locals. 
Yeah, I I can't I haven't managed to find my way over to it. Every time Carlin suggests going to Zoo Locals, I just text her and say, For what? But yeah. um and we'll get the information, but nobody else is really it, it seems like everybody who's posting to locals is making their information available everywhere else anyways. Yeah. And so there's no exclusivity to doing it. I mean, it is pretty much just like a Patreon account that acts as like a private Facebook group. Like that's basically it. That's what Malice says it is. It's basically just a private Facebook group to where uh, his fans can post whatever they want, which uh, I have a local set up. I never made it public and I don't think I'm going to, at least not anytime soon. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a great platform. I endorse locals, which uh, I mean, same thing with Odyssey. Before I worked for Odyssey, I was already mirroring my YouTube channel to Odyssey. So I just want to say that, like, uh, I always supported Odyssey above any of the other platforms. Like, uh, it's not just, oh, I got hired by Odyssey, and then all of a sudden I was like, I went from Odyssey sucks to, yeah, Odyssey. Um, yeah, that was the first time <laughs> Jeremy Kaufman DM me was telling me, hey, sync your Odyssey channel. And I was like, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, for those of you watching, type in the comments what platform you'd rather see Drew and everyone on, locals or OnlyFans. Uh, but we're coming up on the end of our time. Drew, where can everybody follow you? Uh, you can follow me at twitter.com slash lockoutdays, which is right down there in the corner. Uh, all of my links are that. So like youtube.com slash c slash lockoutdays, odyssey.com slash at lockoutdays. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Twitter, YouTube, Odyssey. Twitter is where I post all of my funny stuff. Uh, Odyssey and YouTube are where I post all of my good stuff. Um, yeah. All right. Well, it's been fun having you. Great conversation. I don't think the Chiefs are going to win out the season, I, but I'm not betting the Patriots do it either. So, <laughs> I mean, listen, I need to look at the betting line. I might lay down some money on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. You know, look down at the money line on the Patriots and the Chiefs, and we'll see what we can do. Who comes up with a better record? I mean, yeah, we'll have to talk off air about it. All right, we'll do. <laughs> um, but everyone else watching, thank you for tuning in. Again, follow that link in the description and go subscribe on Odyssey. You know, the platform where I'll never be demonetized or censored. At least as long as Drew promises me I won't. And until next time, be free. Thanks again for tuning in and joining us tonight. Make sure you hit that like button and leave a comment below to let us know your thoughts. If you haven't subscribed, go ahead and hit that big red subscribe button on YouTube and turn on notifications to get alerted every time we go live. If you enjoyed this content, you can join our production team on Patreon by following the link in the description. And don't forget to follow on social media and join our community Discord channel by following the links in the description as well. The best part of all of this is the community that we're building and growing. So go ahead and join us. And thanks once again to our awesome sponsors and patrons for making all of this possible. And if you can't catch the show live, you can always catch it the next day on YouTube, Odyssey, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, and wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. So until next time, everybody, be free.